I feel like this is my life's purpose. Like I really do. I get so emotional when I talk about helping other women make more money at home with their kids. Like I said, like I often will get crying about it because I think that it's so powerful. I think that nothing in the world will go worse than what it's currently doing if women had more money. Like the world will be a better place when women have more money because women, you know, we're very quick to turn around and help each other. We're very quick to form communities. We're very quick to put our money back into our communities. And so I think that, you know, creating a company, creating a business that does serve so many women and help them make more money, it's not just helping them in their homes and provide for their families. Of course, that is, and that's the most important. But I know that that's going to turn around and those women are going to pour into their communities and the world is going to become a better place because of it. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks, and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences, finances, and amazing entrepreneur journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, and I am super, super, super pleased to have Brittany Bud with me. Brittany, thank you so much for being here. Yay. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So I was just telling Brittany before we hit record here that I have been slowly but surely, you know, deleting myself, exiting a whole bunch of different Facebook groups, but her Facebook group is the one that I am going to keep. Well, there's a few, right? But she is one of the ones that I am definitely going to keep. And when I, yeah, right. And when I came to that realization, that's when I was like, let me just reach out. I know she's got so much stuff going on. She's a mom, just like me. And uh, man, let's see if I can, you know, be the rando person who reaches out to her and asks her if she wants to be on my podcast and see what happens. I loved it. I was so excited. <laughs> and to be honest, I was like, you know, this keeps working out in my favor. I'm just, I just got to get more confident. I'm just going to reach out. But let me tell you a little bit about Brittany before we learn even more about Brittany, but I'm going to share her bio with you. So Brittany Bud is a mindset and business coach. She helps female entrepreneurs to build and scale their online businesses to six figures and beyond using organic social media marketing. She's a wife, right? Yes. She's a (laughs) wife and mom to three kids. She focuses on walking her talk and that's whether it's related to business or mindset. And having gone through dark times herself, her purpose is to empower more women to embrace their dream of a business that energizes and fulfills them without burnout. So I hope y'all understand now why I had to have Brittany on. So Brittany, thank you so much again. Thank you. So let's, let's talk. Okay. What's something that everyone is surprised to learn about you when you reveal it? Ooh. Okay. So Ruthie told me she was going to ask me this question. She's like, this is so important because you have pink and blonde hair and like you're a girl. I think most people are surprised to learn that I was a stockbroker for seven years before I became a business coach. I managed um, over 150 different families and over $21 million in assets as a stockbroker. That 
That, see, even <laughs> I'm surprised right now, but that is exactly, I was like, she's going to have something so good. People are going to be like, what? Like, I've been <laughs> all over your website. Like, you're like pink dresses. You got the pink hair and you just like, and then you're like stockbroker. Okay. I can see why yep. your hair is pink now. <laughs> so question then, was your hair pink while you were a stockbroker? It was. It was? It was. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. I love it because I feel like uh, when I hear the word stockbroker, I think, okay, that's that place, right? Where like personality goes to die because everybody's trying to be super professional. So I'm super happy that you had pink hair while you were working that job. Thank you. I just decided, you know, if you didn't want to work with me because I was, you know, young, like I'm in my thirties, I had pink hair, I was a mom, then like, that really sucks for you because I'm awesome. Right, yeah, like I don't, I don't want to work with you either. So that's totally fine. Exactly. Look, Brittany, Brittany understood the assignment, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> because the assignment, right, with our marketing, with our marketing and, and with the way that we present ourselves is like, do I really want to work with somebody who's going to have a problem with pink hair? Right. No. Exactly. No. Like how shallow exactly. do you have to be for that to be the deal breaker? Exactly. Okay. Yes. This is, this was such a good choice. You are lighting up my Thursday already. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So what made you want to be a coach, right? So like, when did you get started? I think that's important. So we kind of understand the timeline between, you know, when you went from stockbroker to like, Hey, like I'm going to be a business coach. Like what did that transition look like for you? And, you know, what was the landscape like when you got started? Because right now everybody's like, everybody's a coach. It's crowded, even though it's like not really, but it's another topic. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it feels crowded because once you get in that world, like you really submerge yourself, right? And you just start like liking and following every other coach. And then you're like, everyone's a coach, but you literally curated that for yourself. But anyway, that's like you said, a whole other topic. (laughs) You right. You right. So for me, there was definitely an overlap where I was doing coaching and stockbroking. I wanted to get into the coaching world because, you know, I I was hiring coaches for myself to help me with my business and my confidence and things like that. And I was like, oh my goodness, these ladies live such interesting lives. Like it could never be me, but it's so cool for them. And it was really these women that were like, why couldn't it be you? What's wrong here? Like, what are you telling yourself? And so I did, there was like, a huge overlap. There was a couple of years where I was really investing in myself to learn how to become a coach. And I'll tell you, Mm -hmm. I had no idea what kind of a coach I wanted to be. When I first started out, I was taking free clients about anything and everything. And honestly, I do recommend that because it really helped me learn who I did want to work with, who I did not want to work with, what things I wanted to talk about and teach about and learn about and things that did not light me up at all. And so I ended up investing in, in a program to help me grow my business. I was in that, that world for about a year and a half. I got hired as an independent contractor, which meant I wasn't allowed to actually grow my business. I was just working and I loved the experience. And then two years ago, just this month, I, I quit that. I, I left the world that I was in, quit the independent contracting job and just kind of like went out on my own. And I was like, business coaching is where it is for me because being a woman, you know, being a stockbroker in my late twenties with small children, like actively having babies, blonde and pink hair, like just not being taken seriously at all. 
when I would go to meetings and appointments and people would just assume I was some old white guy's secretary. Like I was constantly forced to prove that I belonged at the table. And so when I decided to come into business coaching, I was like, fuck this shit. Like all women are worthy. (laughs) All women are worthy of making a shit ton of money. Moms are worthy of making a ton of money while being home with babies on their hips. And so that's where I really found my passion, like helping women, especially helping moms make a lot of money. And, you know, the little snippets of time that we have in, in our days, like that's where my heart is. And that's, that's how I ended up where I am now. That's amazing. So there was something, something I heard that I just want to emphasize for everybody who's listening. So you mean to tell me that it wasn't just like instant success for you? No, (laughs) no, no, it was awkward and almost embarrassing. Like I felt so out of my element when I was like, hey, everybody, I'm a coach. Like I even went live and I was like, hi, friends, I'm a coach. If anyone would like to do free coaching with me, send me a message. And I was just like dripping in sweat. Like, (laughs) It's the most awkward video you'll ever watch of me, I think. <laughs> I love it. I love it that you did that. I You did it and you did it scared, but you did it. Yeah, I was terrified. <laughs> okay. I just, yeah, I just think that that's really important. You know, I was at a retreat not too long ago and we were talking about how on average, right? And this was across like all industries, statistically speaking, a business takes at least like a good year to get going. And we've yeah. got a lot of people who like, You know, not to say that some people don't succeed, some people do, but you were able to do it and transition from your job and and get comfortable and and build confidence. And we have people like quitting their jobs and just being like, yeah, I'm going to make a whole bunch of money coaching. And it's just not, it's not given what it was supposed to have gave for them. For those people in terms of that expectation. So I just wanted to highlight that because you are, you're, you're a symbol of, of inspiration. And there's a reason that your Facebook group is popping and it's because people like to be there and you're genuine, you know, and I just want to make sure like people understand like, yeah, yeah, Brittany's really successful and she worked really hard to get there and it wasn't instantaneous. And I think we should all find inspiration in that too, is that, you know, it's, it's a journey. And so that's, that really made me want to hone in there. Well, and to Um, your point, Like, Mm -hmm. I think that there are so many people out there telling people that want to have their own businesses that if you're not serious, like you need to quit your job in order to prove your level of seriousness in your business. And I think that's such toxic advice that they're being given. Like, there's no good reason why you can't use your job to bankroll your business while you're trying to grow it. Yeah. Yeah. Highly, highly advised. Highly advised. I was part-time as well. I was part-time as well before I made the leap. And it it helped a lot. It helped me wow. make uh, decisions from a place of not of scarcity and not of fear. Like if I don't get this client, then I'm not going to be able to pay bills or whatever. Like I was able to make decisions like, hey, I can let this person go because they don't want to pay what you know I'm telling them that this costs. Like this is what this costs. So yeah. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. So. Organic social media marketing, like either you love it or you hate it, but you're like, man, I really want it to work. And for a lot of people, they just can't make it work. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, we've got 
certain people calling themselves coaches, the bro marketers out here kind of sharing old tactics, right? And for anybody who's Mm. listened to the podcast before, I've done several episodes on cult coaching and bro marketing in my own experience. So I know what it feels like to get old tactics, right? And I even know the awkwardness of actually trying to execute on those old tactics. Like, yeah, there there are some people who have some shitty DMs from me (laughs) because (laughs) I I was just trying to follow instructions. So it's something that people have taught for years. And so I'm curious to know, as somebody in this space, if there's something new that you can share with us, something that you'd recommend, an approach that you would recommend that you know, the bro marketers haven't shared with us because they haven't updated their four-year-old videos yet. Oh my goodness. I'm dying at this cult coaching because I, I was, I was involved in the cult coaching, (laughs) not as a cult leader, as a follower. So I know all about this. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I had, I did not spend the most, I did not spend the most, but I invested about $30,000 before I realized what was up. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. 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 The same. <laughs> For me, I think that the biggest thing, especially as organic, because I was very much taught, like you create like a $47 challenge, then you create a $997 program and then you run ads and you do all these things. And it was just like money. We were just bleeding. All of these women in this program are just bleeding money trying to make this work. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a hot ass mess is what it was. And so looking back and then looking at how I do things, number one, I pretty much never use seven in my numbers. I like round numbers. And I'm just like seeing 47 and 97 and 997 and 1297. It like triggers PTSD in me or something. (laughs) But the biggest thing, I think the biggest thing is really being authentic. Like Mm -hmm. I can see, and you know, you, I'm sure you can too, being involved in and experiencing, you know, kind of the bro marketer and the cult coaching the lies like the lies. how fake and the masks and like no one actually knows what's going on behind the scenes of anybody's business and lying about how much money they're making and lying about how many clients they have and i just think this doesn't serve anybody and so for me like in my group and you know Ruthie's a part of it i'm super open about what's going on in my business and what's going on at home and i really treat my group as my house and i tell all my clients like treat your group like it's your home like treat the people in there like they are your friends like your friends that are there to hang out with you and listen to you and learn from you and encourage you and encourage each other and so i share everything you know there's some stuff i'll never share you know we all have our own things it's just kind of no one's business but I share everything from soup to nuts. You know, my kids are on us to go out getting a puppy. So I'll be like, hey, friends, help me figure out what a great puppy is. Or like, hey, friends, I had a really bad month. Or hey, friends, you know, two years ago, we lost a baby. I was like, we lost our baby. Like, this is going on. I'm dealing with some grief today. And I'm just super open about what's going on. But I'm also mm-hmm. super open about like what's going on income wise in my business. Like, I don't shy away. And that's something that I think really attracts people to me and to my group is that I talk about money a lot. And I'm very open and transparent about how much money I am making or not making and what my goals are. And when I fail on those goals, and I don't put on this big like facade of like, (laughs) going on these big trips and taking the pictures with the Louis bags and, you know, the perfectly curated photos, that's not accurate. Like, 
I'm, I'm a mom. I often have like the messy mom bun and I have kids climbing all over me. And like right now, all three of my kids are sick and I had to reschedule a bunch of my calls earlier this week to take care mm-hmm. of my kids. And I'm just like, Hey, everybody, guess what? I'm a mom. <laughs> I'm a mom first. And I had to cancel all of my appointments today. So if you needed that message, take the pressure off yourself. You're allowed to cancel your shit to take care of your kids sometimes. And so open, honest, real, authentic. That's the thing the bro marketers are missing. 100%. Absolutely. I I love that a lot. And I, you know what? I think that would be that would be something else, right? Like that I picked up. I was like, Brittany's just laid it out here. And I think the big thing is that it really adds uh, what I what I tell my clients. I say, you know, we're looking to add layers of humanity to your online presence because people don't get to know the ins and out of your life. But what we do know as consumers is that something is missing when you only share the Instagram worthy types of photos, or if you always have like this Pinterest worthy, you know, type of life, we know something is missing or, or so if we're a little more cognizant of it, then I'm like, something's missing there. And that's really shallow. Mm -hmm. That's fake. But if you're not cognizant of it, then what you may feel is like, oh, like someone like this person would never be able to help me because my life is a hot mess. Like it is a shit storm over here and there's no way that they can help me not knowing that that other person has their own shit storms. Yes. So that's the, that's the other part. It's about relatability, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I know that was like a really hot topic earlier this year with a certain author saying that she didn't want to be relatable to anybody. <laughs> but yeah. I think that being relatable is like a make or break. Like if people can look at me and be like, this woman has three small children. One of them is still home with her. The other two are like young elementary school. Her husband works shift work. And here she is making multiple six figures cash in her business. Why can't I do that? Like, I'm not special. (laughs) There's nothing super special or amazing about me. I just go for it. And I want other people to be like, oh, she, I'm not putting her on a pedestal. She's not putting herself on a pedestal. Like she's literally, she could be my next door neighbor. Like I just, I, I want her to help me because she's normal. (laughs) Right. She's, she's normal, but like you said, like you were, you were able to, to acquire this success for yourself. You were able to manifest the success for yourself and part of that. So I very much am like, I believe in the co-creative nature of the universe. So when you're willing to take action, then the universe will respond to that. But it's like ripples in a pond. If you are standing still in that pond, you are not creating any ripples. You're not putting out anything. So there's nothing for, there's nothing to come back. And that's what I find is if I find the energy in my life feeling a bit stagnant, if I make a move, things tend to happen. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. That's so powerful and true. It is. And you just feel it. You just feel it. And it's like uh, the couple of, I did a couple of retreats. This last one I already mentioned, but then there was one I did in September. And by attending those, which I almost talked myself out of, by attending those caused a lot of energy to move in my business. And it, because it introduced me to a lot of different people and, and pulled things together. So just, I just, I guess that I say that to highlight your point about, hey, I take action. Mm-hmm. I take action action if it's messy whatever but i take action and then we can move forward from there based on actual results okay yes. we've touched on a little bit but what is your big vision for your business moving forward brittany 
oh, my big vision is helping like thousands of women over the next few years make multiple six figures in their business. Like global domination, everyone will be making money. (laughs) (laughs) So... So let's say that's like, so you accomplished that then. We're speaking it into existence. Brittany has accomplished that. She's impacted thousands of women, helping them reach multiple six figures. When you reflect on that, what does that mean to you to have achieved that goal? Ooh, I feel like this is my life's purpose. Like I really do. I get so emotional when I talk about helping other women make more money at home with their kids. Like I said, like I often will get crying about it because I think that it's so powerful. I think that nothing in the world will go worse than what it's currently doing. If women had more money, like the world will be a better place when women have more money because women, you know, we're very quick to turn around and help each other. We're very quick to form communities. We're very quick to put our money back into our communities. And so I think that you know, creating a company, creating a business that does serve so many women and help them make more money. It's not just helping them in their homes and provide for their families. Of course, that is and that's the most important. But I know that that's going to turn around and those women are going to pour into their communities and the world is going to become a better place because of it. Mm. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. I knew I knew your answer to that was going to be so good, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So look, Brittany and I could go on and on. There were several tangents. Yeah. There were several tangents. I purposely went past. I got to be honest because, (laughs) (laughs) because I, I think that Brittany will be somebody that I would like to create more content with. So maybe we will be able to explore those tangents at a future time, but that's just a teeny sliver slice of, of Brittany's entrepreneur journey. We're going to make sure to include her Facebook group link in the comments. And I would encourage you to check out that group. It's one of the groups that I joined when I first started exploring the arena of business and Facebook. Previously to that, I had largely only been on LinkedIn. And it's a Facebook group that I am still in. I still love the way that Brittany shows up. And I love the way that the the, the crew, the community shows up. <laughs> they want to be there. And that is yeah. so nice that they continue to show up. Speaking of Facebook groups, though, we are going to see a little hint for next week. So definitely tune in because we are going to be talking about Facebook groups. And that's all you're getting from me right now. So Brittany, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. Thank you. It's been a blast. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Defy the Status Quo Biz, and the link is in this episode's description. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.